We wanted to share that with you because we'll have an opportunity to hear a whole performance of Symphony Number no. 94 in concert. And that's Monday, May 1st at Wilkes University as the Chamber Orchestra presents its spring orchestral program. Dr. Philip Simon paid a visit to the WVIA studios to talk to us about the triple header, Chamber Orchestra on May 1st, Civic Band on May 2nd, and the Jazz Ensemble on May 3rd. We start with the Wilkes Chamber Orchestra, which is conducted by John Vida, on uh, Monday, May 1st at 7.30 p.m. in the Dart Center, as will all the instrumental music concerts be. And the group's going to play two pieces that I'm quite sure are familiar with our audience. First one is Symphony Number no. 94 by Haydn, a four-movement work that is well-known as the Surprise Symphony and uh, one of the great works in the classical repertoire. We're, we're having a lot of fun playing it. John chose it because it fits the group really well. The strings and the winds are just about the right size for an ensemble of that period. You, you know, we're not, not much larger or smaller than the classical group of that era, so it works out quite nicely. And then the second piece, probably equally as familiar to the audience, is the Simple Symphony of Benjamin Britten. And what's not to like in that piece? It's a, it's a wonderful piece of music, and it's a great deal of fun for the string section. Strings by themselves, there's no winds in this one. And I'm not sure whether the audience remembers the names of the movements, but they're, they're kind of evocative of the style of, of each movement. First one is a boisterous boree. Second one is playful pizzicato. And of course, that means that the strings are playing pizzicato throughout the entire movement. Uh, the third one is sentimental saraband. And that's probably a movement that many people are familiar with in and of itself because it's been used in television, movies, and in commercials a number of times as thematic material. And then the last one, the frolicsome finale, is just great fun. It's fast, it's, it's uplifting, and it it's really fun for the group to play. So th that's what, what's on the menu, so to speak, for Monday, May 1st. Uh, then the second concert is Wilkes University Civic Band. That's the group that I conduct. And uh, it's at 7.30 p.m. again in the Dart Center for the Performing Arts on the Wilkes University campus. And we have six pieces to present to the audience, uh, somewhat in the core repertoire of the concert band. A couple of the pieces are the meat and potatoes of the core repertoire. The first one is The Hounds of Spring by Alfred Reed, a wonderful concert overture that is really core repertoire for the average high school band and, and most university bands. They, they will play it at least every four or five years. The second piece is one probably well known to anybody who likes concert band music, and that's the second suite for Military Band in F by our good friend Gustav Holst, one of my two or three favorite pieces in the entire repertoire a piece that I always do every four years because I want all of my students to have the association with both the first and second post suites. Great, great music. The third is a transcription of one of the great pieces from the early 20th century. Uh, everybody's familiar probably with the Pines of Rome, Respighi, and we're doing the last movement, the Pines of the Appian Way, in the original arrangement for band by Antonio de Ilia. There have been a number of arrangements since then, but this, this one is the first transcription from the original orchestral version, and it's absolutely marvelous piece of music. So that closes out the first half. Uh, then we'll have a brief intermission and do a Sousa March called Riders for the Flag, one of the less 
formed of Sousa's marches, but a, a really wonderful 6-8 march that is evocative of the cavalry that Sousa loved so much. He wrote a number of pieces in 6-8 time to, to expose the concept of the cavalry and the, and the horses marching. Uh, the typical Sousa 6-8 march is a little bit slower than a 120 march, than, than the typical marching type march. Usually the cavalry marches are uh, played at about 112 because the difference between men marching in, in a formation and the horses galloping and prancing at a somewhat slower pace. The second piece on the second half of the program is kind of a message piece. It's the American Elegy by Frank Tichelli that was written in response to the Columbine Massacre 14 years ago. And it's got a fantastic message in terms of his love for the, the community of Columbine to the extent that when he found out that Columbine did not have an alma mater, he wrote one. And that, that first segment of the alma mater is quoted in the piece at a very poignant spot. And if people come to hear it, they're going to hear a, not just the alma mater as part of the piece, but we're also going to sing it as a band. And I think that will be a really powerful statement. The last piece on the program is Victory at Sea, the symphonic scenario written by Richard Rogers and transcribed by Robert Russell Bennett. Uh, one of the great transcriptions in the band repertoire. And it's one of those pieces that's not done a whole lot anymore because people have pretty much forgotten about the television program Victory at Sea. I can remember as a child sitting there with my father watching Victory at Sea every Sunday at 2 p.m. It was, you know, it was one of those bonding kind of experiences. My father went through the Second World War, and it, it really impressed me that, that he was so interested in reliving those experiences, and Victory at Sea was, was a great program in terms of perpetuating the, the concept of the United States winning World War II. And Robert Russell Bennett did a masterful job of putting the thematic material that flows through uh, all of the episodes of Victory at Sea. There's, uh, I think, six different main themes that, that are woven throughout the entire show, and Russell does a really good job of knitting those themes together and transitioning from one to the other. So it, that's going to be a wonderful close to the concert. And then finally, on the third night of our Instrumental Music Fest, we have the Jazz Ensemble, the Wilkes University Jazz Ensemble, and I direct that group as well. And this is going to be somewhat of a special evening because I've asked a, a number of friends to be with us who have been influential in my life as a musician and as a conductor and who have contributed a great deal to the Jazz Ensemble this year in particular. The first one is my good friend Marshall Kornblatt, who is an absolutely wonderful jazz pianist and concert pianist one of the deans of music and piano playing in particular in the Wyoming Valley area. And he's going to play a beautiful arrangement of Here's That Rainy Day, originally by Jimmy Van Heusen, arranged by Dee Barton. He's going to be the piano soloist for that piece. That's going to be happening on the second half of the program. Uh, then my good friend John Gardner, who, as I mentioned, was the first marching band director for the Wilkes Marching Colonels. John has since developed and is continuing to develop a career as an arranger and composer to the point where just last week he announced that he won the Ithaca Jazz Ensemble Composer Contest 
and he'll be performing with the Ithaca Jazz Ensemble, doing some of his pieces for our concert. Tuesday night, May 2nd, he's going to be up at Ithaca performing with the Ithaca Jazz Ensemble, which is really one of the nation's finest college jazz groups. He'll be with us the second night, and he's going to guest conduct two of the pieces off of his debut album, which is called Garden, and the group is called the Garden Jazz Orchestra. So he's going to be doing a piece called Good Evening, Mrs. Gardner, which... We premiered with a big band at his wedding. <laughs> his wife, Elena, came walking through a door, and we played, unbeknownst to her, we played Good Evening, Mrs. Gardner, in his premiere performance. So we're going to be doing that with John Guest conducting. And uh, then we're going to do another piece with him conducting that is on his album, the Garden Jazz Orchestra premiere album. It's called I Need More Coffee. <laughs> it's a very cool funk rock jazz piece that I think everybody's going to get a big kick out of. It's just a lot of fun. John is going to solo with us. He's a marvelous alto saxophone soloist, and it's going to be a really fun evening for us to have him with us. Then finally, in in the special friends category, uh, the fellow who wrote Simon Swings for me last semester that we premiered, Greg Holmes, is going to be back again, and he's done another piece called Been There, Done That, which is evocative of the big band era and the female vocal soloists of the era, we have Ari Gould, who's going to sing the solo with us. And the piece was composed by Greg specifically for Ari and her voice and our jazz ensemble. So this will be the premiere performance of Been There, Done That by Greg Holmes. The other pieces on the program, uh, some of them really standard jazz band repertoire and others that are kind of unique. Uh, the, the first piece on the program is of course, you've got to do something by Sammy Nestico on every jazz program. And this is his wonderful Basie arrangement of You Gotta Try, written for the Basie band in, in the 60s. Then uh, the next piece on the program, Stolen Moments by Oliver Nelson, arranged by Paul Jennings. Wonderful piece. There have been dozens of arrangements and performances of it, but I think this is one of the best. And then we'll do Good Evening, Mrs. Gardner, with John Guest Conducting. And then another Basie standard and one of the greats in the Basie repertoire, Frank Foster's Shiny Stockings. You can't beat that straight ahead Basie feel. Then Ari is going to sing with us twice on the program. So the next piece after Shiny Stockings is going to be September, which is Earth, Wind & Fire's one of their premier tunes. And Ari's going to sing with two other students from the uh, musical theater program as backup, Riley Gaskill and Jaina Johnson with Ari, Ari Gould singing a lead on Earth, Wind & Fire September. So we take a little intermission, relax a little bit, and we come back with one of the great pieces in the Buddy Rich repertoire, Groovin' Hard by Don Menzo. A wonderful song, Groovin' Hard. The next one is kind of unique. It's Baby Elephant Walk, originally written by Henry Mancini, but in a very interesting Dixieland front line and then funk groove by Mike Tamaro. It changes from a front line Dixieland tune at the very beginning, to a funk groove in the middle, and then back to the Dixieland style again. So it's a really unique arrangement, and it's definitely not to be missed. It's a really terrific sounding arrangement. Then Marshall's gonna take the stage and play a piano solo with the band backing him on Here's That Rainy Day. And then getting close to the end, Phil Wilson's Basically Blues, which is a standard part of the Buddy Rich repertoire from the 1960s. Then John Gardner will come back again and do I Need More Coffee, which is a, another funk groove style tune that's uh, really fun to play. The band's having a great time learning it and playing it. 
And then finale for the program will be Greg Holmes, Been There, Done That, with Ari Gould as the, as the vocal soloist. Three, three nights of great music at Wilkes University. Dr. Phil Simon, Associate Professor of Music Emeritus at Wilkes University in Wilkes-Barre, and he's inviting us to join the Wilkes Music Makers this next week. On May 1st, the Chamber Orchestra Performance with featured music by Joseph Haydn, Symphony Number no. 94, and also Benjamin Britten's Simple Symphony, the Civic Band, The Next Night, and that's May 2nd, and then the Jazz Ensemble with this wonderful piece by Oliver Nelson's Stolen Moments, and so much more. That's May 3rd. For more information, on the web, wilkes.edu, wilkes.edu. These performances take place in the Dart Center for the Performing Arts on the campus of Wilkes University in Wilkes-Barre. <laughs>